The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Cuse Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. We've got your off-season Syracuse news, and we've got a special guest that will join us today as well. Uh, A little bit of basketball, a little bit of football. And then we'll get into that, and then we'll close the show out. But if, of course, first we gotta say um, hello to the folks over at Seat Geek. What it does is the app download it to your phone and pick whatever concert or sporting event that you want to go to. And what the app does is it's gonna scan the internet for you to find you the best deal on whatever you're going to check out, concert or sporting event, and it rates them on a scale of 0 to 10, and that lets you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks that is a great deal. A yellow dot, that's an okay deal. And the red dot, we don't want red dots. Those are terrible deals. Don't bite on those. But they will scan the best deal you got on the Internet. So, you know, maybe you got to settle for a red dot. I'd hate to have to do that, but... You never know. Nah. Just use the promo code ACAA at checkout to receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. That's promo code ACAA to receive the $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. So we had a, uh, a review come in, a couple reviews, and I will go over that here in a second. But just so you know, it's that time of year where I start pushing these reviews. The reviews on iTunes especially, they really help us be recognized when someone's searching for Syracuse podcasts and we are the most and best rated Syracuse sports podcast on iTunes so why not help us out a little bit more balance out that one very negative one star review who uh, <laughs> someone trolled us and didn't leave a didn't leave a, an actual written review but ranked us one star so that's fine okay that's okay uh, the four star review on there I mean, that's okay but we Five stars, folks. Five stars. You know, maybe you don't like the show. Well, just keep it to yourself. That's all I ask. So, we do, I mean, seriously, right? Why be, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. That's all I'm saying. Hey, constructive uh, criticism, Sean. Let's see. Let's run in. Let's, let's, let's see about this. We had one come in. It's from JuiceCuse86. Says, great podcast. Five stars. Great podcast. They do a great job. Love listening. It's it's like a couple of Q's fans sitting down and talking Syracuse sports. Well, that's exactly it. Yeah, At least that's, that's exactly how it started, what it is. right? That's how yes, it started on our, on our first episode when 20 people listened. And, um, <laughs> you know, we were like, oh, that's, that's awesome. 20 people listened. And now look at us. So, and we appreciate all those. So, anyway, what else we got? Oh. Obviously, Q's Juice 86. Let us know what you heard us read your review on the air. Email us at militia at gmail.com, and we will send out a swag bag. I will need your address, though, so don't forget that. So we're going to have we're gonna have on Paul Boy Green Esden from Inside the Loud House. We started kind of a collaboration with the Loud House, a little partnership, if you will, and we're going to... 
Um, hopefully it grows into something and we're going to help them. It's a win-win for us and it's also a win-win for Paul and he is the um, site expert at Inside the Loud House and he also hosts Drive Time Sports and he's going to join us here in a little bit and we're going to go over some stuff with him. So um, we teased it last time. I just didn't want to announce anything before anything was official and we're going to be joining his platform here in August officially and that is Sports War Radio. So um, we got our we got our guy inside Syracuse, and I know that you know Joe and I are out of town. Grew up yeah. in East Syracuse, and we're out of town. But you know, we have been always looking for the longest time, looking for someone to help us in town, and that's going to be that's going to be Paul uh, Esden and Junior, and we appreciate that. And I know a lot of our listenership comes from out of town, so you know, he's not reaching the out-of-towners, and so this is a way for him to reach the out-of-towners, and it's a way for us to maybe get more connected in town. So it's a win-win. Right. Anyway, yes, I digress. So some quick football news, and if you didn't know, Syracuse football is going to be kind of a big deal this year, and it shows in ticket sales, 6,800 new season tickets sold, and that is with a retention rate of 90% yeah. from the previous year. So that's huge. And yeah. and that dome's gonna be rocking for those home games. I'm super excited about it. And I mean, what more could you ask for other than maybe yeah. if we get to ten thousand new season tickets sold, which I'm sure they're gonna push for, but I don't know if I think the that. record's eight thousand. Yeah, the record is eight thousand. It was like eighty something, right? Hey man, two and a half more months. Two and a half more months. So That's that right. number can definitely grow. That's right, absolutely. And you know, not for anything. Um the excitement, and we'll get into a little bit of it. Um, getting Syracuse getting some national attention with, like, you know, we'll talk about Tommy DeVito when uh, when Boy Green comes on. But yes. the other thing is Babers getting some attention. 27th among Power 5 coaches uh, rated by CBS in 81st last year. So he had the biggest jump within a year out of all coaches in D1. And in speaking of D1, he's 34th among all of the 130 D1 coaches in the nation. So yeah, um, that was based the sporting news. Yeah. Right. The sporting, the sporting news was the one. He one. was 34th right. in, in all D1 coaches and he was 81st last year. And the CBS poll was just power five uh, coaches and he was ranked 27th. So, yeah. So, I mean, everybody loves the Dino Babers fire and it's oh, getting yeah. some attention and his electric personality and just everything uh, that he, he, everything that he's about, man. I mean, yeah. he's going to get the national attention now and you're starting to see it and just wait until the season starts. And, yeah, well, you know, well, they have to. We're running off that momentum, man. I, I know. Running off that 10 and 3 momentum and yeah. now we're going to be, you know, we're preseason ranked and uh, we're getting, we're getting uh, a lot more. Acknowledgement and publicity than we we used to. So, riding the momentum of that right into, I mean, everyone's looking at that Clemson date, week three, hoping that we can get that game day. So, I don't know. Yeah, Just got to take it, care of business. But yeah, it's it's hard not to be excited. It's hard not to be excited, and you know, I'm not one to like like way over hype things. I do think it's fun to talk about this stuff, but right. I'm more of I'm more of a, you know, I believe that in sports, especially. It's like a what have you done for me lately type of thing. And if they go on a skid early in the season, you know, maybe getting trounced by Clemson. I mean, that stuff will – it's 
it'll go away fast. All that hype will disappear quickly. And <sighs> it takes longer to build it than it than it oh, does well, to keep it. So that's absolutely right. It's right because it's trust. Right? Exactly. We had Dino's Baber's first year. I mean, yeah, we had we upset ranked uh, Virginia Tech in the dome, but we ended up four and eight. You know, next year we we upset Clemson in the dome, ended up four and eight. So uh, as much as I am excited about it this year, and I think we have the most manageable schedule we've had in a long time. And uh, like you, like you were saying, with me, just in sports, um, all it takes is one injury. All it takes is one couple bad things to go wrong, and and you're, it could it could, you know, mess up a season. You know, oh, by could, a couple wins, you yeah, know. I mean, in your opinion, Joe, where are we at with the quarterback situation? I mean, could you imagine if if something were to happen to Devito? God forbid, you know. It's just been it's so long since we've had good depth. I know. So long since we've had good depth. I mean, even with, like, when we had Ryan Nassif, who was a solid quarterback for three, three and a half years, um, I don't think we really ever had a solid backup. He just, he stayed healthy. He never got hurt. Right. And then this Dungy thing. Now, finally, we got DeVito, who I think we trust a little bit um, going into next year. He's won some games for us coming in and stuff, so... Uh, we trust him, but now it's back to the whole, okay, well, who's behind him? And honestly, I still think that we're, we're better off than we were, um, before last year. But again, without seeing before uh, last year, we're better off than we were before last year. Yeah. But yeah, still, you know, I mean, like I said, no, I mean, Zach Mahoney, he, he was, he came in and he did the best that he could. I mean, he was a former walk-on and he's out there, you know, trying to play LSUs and the Clemsons of the world and, you know, Louisville's when they were ranked. So he just had a tough go. And I mean, he gave it all he could, but it, I mean, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be enough. And I, I feel like we do have a little, we have talent, we have talent there on our, on our bench, but it's yet to be seen if, if, if there's enough there. So let's just cross our fingers that uh, our offensive line can keep Tommy DeVito upright. Yeah. Um, exactly. In the offensive line is probably the biggest question mark that we have. So there's that. But <laughs> well, and and the Tommy DeVito doesn't run as much as Eric Dungy. Right, definitely not. Let's as hope mobile, those two things. Yeah. yeah. So the protection's got to be there, and that's where our biggest question mark is. So I love yeah. the hype. I think it's fun to talk about, but let's you know sometimes we got to come back down to earth and just you know. It's going to be it's going to be interesting, and it's all on it's all on Devito and that offensive line. And if they can if they can mesh and they can step up, and then you know you've got you've got an accurate passer. You got a guy that can be a superstar. So yeah, and we're going to have high expectations, and we're going to be favorites in a lot of the games as well. So yeah, yeah, what do we? Pressure's going to be on us now. Yeah, for what's our first time in a while? We're open up against Liberty. We're right now, what, 17.5-point favorite? Yeah, 17.5, 18-point favorite opening, yep. So, um, yeah, the spotlight's going to be on us, and if we disappoint, like I said, it's what have you done for me lately, and if they don't do things for uh, us lately, <laughs> then they're, they're going to, then they're going to, you know, it's going to fade. Oh, yeah. So, you know how the, the, hype you know how the media works. Oh, lose, yeah, and you know how the fans games. work, too. You know how the fans work, too. So, mm-hmm. so anyways, we'll hear the, you know, the day will come when we hear, you know, Babers needs to go, which, you know, that day will come. It has not yet. Thank God. But, no, I don't think that day's going to come this year, but oh, let's I don't, cross our fingers. I don't think so either, <laughs> but you know how fickle our fans are. So, yep. um, 
There is uh, Adrian Autry took a team. He's t- he put a team together, and they went to Greece. They played three games there. They ended. They completed that three game tour with a win. He brought with him uh, Jalen Carey to get him some experience. Jalen Carey ad- averaged about six point six points a game, and. Uh, just, you know, good for Kerry. He's going to do this Greece trip, and then he's going to come back in, in August. And we have the dates. We'll go over that in a second. But they're going to go to Italy. So yeah. um, some much-needed much experience for Kerry, who hasn't quite come out of his shell yet, but has shown some glimpses of, you know, yeah. some potential. Well, you know, in, you know? It, in those type of trips, you know, it also – it helps people grow up, you know, just as, as men, you know, he's, he's a young man and he's right. never been out of the country until this summer. So it's going to be a pretty exciting summer going over to Europe twice. But, uh, yeah, yeah you just I hope mean, that just again, the trip alone, <laughs> you know, What's that? just the trip alone, just, just going abroad and, 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 and being there with your coach, you know, I'm sure him and, yeah. and Adrian Autry are spending a lot of time together. That's huge. Yeah. Oh so. yeah. You grow as a person. Yeah. And, and, uh, again, I just, hopefully, this resonates with him, you know, and Beheim's talked about how Kerry, he's been nothing but good as far as he's taken <clears throat> the constructive criticism and sitting on the bench and everything like that. Um, it's a 180 of how Frank Howard took it in the beginning. And uh, Jalen Carey, he, he doesn't give him lip. He doesn't back. If he makes a, if he makes a mistake, he understands. He goes to the bench, tries to learn from it. So, I mean, <clears throat> hopefully, hopefully he can be a nice, nice surprise this year. Yeah, and like you said, being able to take the constructive criticism, it seems like he's, you know, he's a humble kid. And mm-hmm. I think the time with Coach Autry, uh, that's definitely going to help. Um, yep. another... Griffin, too. Alan Griffin's over there, um, his assistant coach. Oh, so. okay. All right. Yep. Um, so, anyway, uh, Joe, Joe Girard, he was named High School oh, yeah. Male Athlete of the Year by, uh, Joey G. by Max Preps. And, yeah, hey, how funny is that? but joey g that's what i used to call you back in the day it's been a long time uh so as a quarterback gerard led glenn falls football team to 11 and 2 record in a class uh b title state title uh throwing for 3162 yards and 37 touchdowns he also added 30 uh 13 rushing touchdowns and three more on punt returns okay three punt return <laughs> touchdowns. I don't care what level you're playing at. If it's your peers and you threw for 37, you ran for 13 and you rushed for another three punt return touchdowns. That's impressive, Joe. That's impressive. Yes. That's impressive. Uh, As a former uh, kick in punt returner. Yes. I can say that's, that's impressive. I mean, that's getting it. Um, I had wide one. You had one. Well, that's good too. I mean, not not as good as three. No, it's definitely not. And plus, he was a quarterback <laughs> returning punts, which is hilarious. Um, six Seriously. two, six two. Um, you know, he's coming in New York State's all-time leading scorer and one of the top scorers in high school history. So, you know, congratulations to him on that award. I can't even count how many awards he's won already so far. Oh, and you know, very prestigious I high school athlete. Yeah, absolutely. Now, here's the thing, though, and this is where. I'm talking about coming back down to earth. We can't have, I don't think it's, how do I put this? There's a without lot. Sounding uh, negative. Huh? Without sounding negative? No, no, no. Without, without trying not to overhype the Joe Girard thing. Listen, I think that the transition from high school sports to college sports is, can, can be a shock for young kids. Okay. They're playing against some of these, some of these college players are grown ass men. And they're going to be, um, it's an adjustment and you can't, you know, 
this kid's going to come into his own. There's no doubt. I don't know what kind of expectations. I don't have expectations for him, really, in the first year. It's just right. going to be interesting to watch. So yeah, oh yeah. he may surprise me. And, you know, all of the, the people who are saying he's going to be, you know, he's going to be the man in next year. And, and, and if they're right, they're right. But I just – I hope – that they're right, you know. I hope that's that just... they're right too, but that's just a. I think, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like too good to be true type thing, basically. I guess. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I understand, and and I can see some. I mean, obviously, uh, the stuff that I like that we've talked about, the fact that he was from, you know, captain point guard, captain quarterback. I mean, you know, he had the ball in his hands to win both the basketball state title and and the football state title. You know, in the last minutes, he was the one that that did that that made it happen. I believe he was the MVPs for both of them as well. And I mean, just a guy like that. And then you, like you said, you talk about now you're returning punts. I mean, it takes, it takes some, uh, some cojones to, uh, return punts. It's not an easy thing to do. No, um, it's definitely not. So, and you know, they talk about, he's a gym rat. He's fearless. He's gritty. He works he's a hard. He's great so, leader too. Clearly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, all those things, there's no way that he can't not, I mean, there's obviously ways, but obviously there's, there's not, Barring it's injuries, un, it's very unlikely. Yes, it's very unlikely that this kid doesn't end up being, doesn't you know, excel. a solid, solid player for our, player for our team. Absolutely. And you know, he could help us the first year, but I just don't see he's not going to come in and, and blow the world up. You know, I mean, I think that's just too unrealistic. Right. Exactly. It's all about expectations, and you know, barring injuries, this kid is going to be dynamite at some point. Yeah. And let's just let the kid develop. That's all. Yeah. That's all. I can see him coming in playing gritty defense, and because of the other players we're going to have, he's got the shot. Yeah, that's what I mean. So because we have Buddy and we have Elijah Hughes, some other people that can shoot. Hopefully, we'll have some, you know, players inside that can score. Um, he's not going to be the number one, number two. I mean, I'm not going to go as far as number, but he's not going to be the first two options for the other teams to to beat. So I mean, I can see him coming in and just not making mistakes, playing, you know, bringing a ball up. Not making enforcing, you're not committing any turnovers, and um, just trying to just get an open shot here. You know, get the ball to someone else, and then he can he can be the guy that the other team isn't really worried about. You know, and then eventually he'll grow into that you know leader point guard player. So that's what I see. That's what I expect. But again, you never know. Um, yeah. So, anyways, with that. The, we talked about the rule changes a couple episodes ago, uh, moving the three-point line back and some other things. That was the big one. So they're going to implement that already. That happens mm-hmm. so quick. Uh, that And I thought they were all good rule changes, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just – I just think it's exciting. Now, there's people that say, you know, let the amateurs be amateurs. Don't move the three-point line back. But it's the international line. It's not the NBA line. Okay, right. so it's only going to move back one foot, four and three-quarter inches. Okay, yeah. if I did my math right. So, right. Well, it doesn't go all the way back to the NBA. And if you don't play in the NBA or the G League, then you play international. So right. why would you want to shoot from a line that professionals don't do? So a minimum, you know, that's the, the minimum distance for a professional basketball player three-pointer. So why not, why not make it the same? Right, and I think it's I think it's good. I think it's going to be good for us. On I think it's going to be good for us on both ends of the ball. To be honest with you, so um, and we'll just we'll just see. But um, so it moves from twenty foot nine inches to twenty two feet one and three quarter inches. Okay, it's you get international and you start talking like three quarter inch stuff. 
So uh, it's just it's probably, not, it's probably met in a metric. Yeah, it's, it's converted from metric. Absolutely. Yeah, and, so. and what? And how do you even read metric? I mean, what is it? Who knows? You know, you have no <laughs> idea. Like, like, what's a meter? Is it fifty feet? Is it is it an inch? I have no idea. So oh, come on, do the uh, conversion. <laughs> Unbelievable. There's an app for that. Uh, uh, yeah, I know there's an app for that. Then, in, in, you know, I mean, I've sp- used it. speak American. So, all right. Dude, we're, I think we're the only people that don't use the metric system. So. Good, good. Let's keep it that way. I'm fine with that. Um, they were going to reset the shot clock to 20 instead of 30, 30 following the offensive rebound. They're going to allow I like it. that one. I like that one, too. And, um, you know, the quicker shot going off, you know, sometimes that'll bite us and sometimes it won't. I mean, it is what it is. It's yeah. fair across the board, though. Uh, they're going to, where was I, uh, allow an instant replay reviews on basket interference and goaltending calls in the final two minutes of the game. There was one game that changed that, uh, yep. and they made that a rule. So. I like that one, too, because I think, anything, I think that's within legit. the two minutes. Yeah, it's that's, an, two that's minutes. an important call that can in the final lose a game for you, you know. So, yeah. Yep. If you're talking about a rule to where under two minutes to where you can make sure you get the call right, then I'm okay with that. Um, and then allowing coaches to call the live ball timeouts instead of the instead of the players during the last two minutes uh, of any overtime period. So mm-hmm. that, that's one that's whatever to me. Um, well, that could be tough because now, uh, I mean, you have to think about the fact s- that now referees have to keep – they have to – you know, it's it's tough because you're talking about live ball. The referees are supposed to be watching the players right. during live ball. That's yeah. usually that's why the players had that power and the coaches didn't. And now you're going to put it back to the coaches, which means that the refs have to try to pay attention to the game while also paying attention to a running coach running over to them. You know, it's kind of like a little bit, thing. a little bit. But when a player sees the coach running over, they're going to help him out if he's not. You know what I'm saying? If they don't see him, then you never know. I mean, I, I look at it sometimes as like the football thing. You know where the, the the coaches run run down to the to the ref right, and they exactly. try to get a time time out before the field goal right. for the snap before yeah. they, and sometimes they get there and sometimes they don't and sometimes there's arguments and there's controversy and that's just kind of what I see here because so I can see certain things happening where you know maybe there's a steal on the court but oh the coach just called a timeout you know this or something happened and the coach is hey I'm, I was trying to call a timeout you got to pay attention it just it makes things difficult um so I don't know if they made. Any other changes to that rule to to kind of cater to the refs to kind of help them out there, but um, that's one that could cause some controversy. I feel like so. Well, we'll just have to see. But um, like I said, I think the player, if the co- if it looks like the coach is having a hard time getting a timeout, a player will recognize that anyway. So um, assessing a technical foul on players if they use derogatory language about an opponent's race, ethnicity, national origin, religion, gender. <laughs> All right, whatever. Um, it, it, look. There's no place for that, I don't think, no. in co- especially in any sport, but especially college, okay? Um, so, totally legit, okay? We shouldn't, yeah. be, we shouldn't be making racist comments uh, on the court. And I don't know how often that happens, but... Um, well, it's not the playground, so... Exa- exactly. So, anyway, all good rule changes. And the dates are out, like I mentioned earlier, for the Italy trip. And August 12th, 14th, 17th, and 18th starts off in, uh, Vid- <laughs> who, 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 <laughs> yes. who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Vadano Alana. Vadano Alana, and then to Vicenza, and then to Siena, and then to Rome. How about that? 
Okay. Nice. Well, I'm saying just in case the listeners want to go, they need to know where they. Oh, please. You know, so please. I'm just. What was that first one again? I didn't hear. The the first one was Vedano Olana. I think. I think. All right. Nice. Um, Okay. So anyway, that caught me off guard. I'm like, do I try this? Uh, And so uh, (laughs) I did. Once you go, you have to go. And that's where I always screw up. So anyway, (laughs) my my first mistake is to try it. And my second mistake is to stop when I'm trying it. Anyway, um, so those those (laughs) games, I hope, are streamed. I still don't have any information on that. I've tried to open it up, and I haven't seen anything. So it's going to be great for – It's going to be great for Joe Gerard, like we talked, John Bolajac, Bryson Goodine, Quincy Guerrier, Jesse Edwards, I think. Yeah, Jalen Carey. Jalen Carey's going to be back. He's going to play. It's not going to hurt – Guys it's gonna be like, good for everybody. Yeah, it's gonna be good everybody for everybody. But it. Braswell and Howard Washington, especially you know the other guys played last year, so, um, yeah. so that is that, and we are going to bring in uh, at, at Boy Green twenty five. Paul Esden Jr. But first, it's time to hear from the good folks over at MyBookie. If you've never bet online before, I would suggest you just research it, see if it's right for you. If you have bet online before and you know what to expect, there's no better place to go than MyBookie. Summer is the best time of year. I think we can all agree on that. We're talking vacations, the beach, lots of sun, and of course, sports. So while you're sipping on your favorite beverage by the pool or the beach, why not get a little action on the game? Whether you like MLB, MMA, golf, or anything else, MyBookie is the place to bet. Their mobile site is easy to use and allows you to make bets from anywhere. No hassle, no waiting in line, no need to get off the couch. Now is the perfect time to replenish your bank account after that vacation. And make sure you've got plenty of bankroll come this football season. Maybe you want to drop futures on next year's NBA championship or back your favorite player to win the Heisman. My bookie wants you to have as much fun as possible this summer. And what's more fun than winning money while you watch sports? Just visit mybookie.ag today to get started and try your look at outsmarting the odds makers. But wait. If you deposit, use the promo code QS25 today. My bookie will give you 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code QS25. And my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus at my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, joining the show now is site expert for Inside the Loud House, host of Drive Time Sports. You can listen to him every Monday through Friday at 4 to 6 p.m. on AM 1260. The score. Paul Boy Green Edsden joins the show. Paul, what's up, buddy? Guys, thank you so much for having me. Been a big fan of the show. Finally able to come on. This is fantastic. This is awesome, and I hope this is yes. uh, the beginning of uh, some some great collaboration. I'm just honored to have you on and start something new with, with a couple of up-and-coming powerhouse audio, uh, one on the audio end, one on the written end, covering Syracuse sports, man. So you're a man that wears many hats. And yeah, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> you're a busy dude, so I appreciate the time, and we're going to be joining your platform in August before football season starts. Officially, we'll be joining that. Uh, Sports War Radio. Yep. All right. Well, without further ado, you had a piece that I think came out yesterday. Yeah. That was pointing to Tommy DeVito as experts were talking about him being a surprise Heisman candidate. Now, you could look at this and be like, well, that's ridiculous. We haven't seen a whole lot from him. He's showed glimpses, definitely some, some glory, but... It's not so much the fact that, you know, the Heisman candidate thing may be a little overhyped, but it's the recognition and the fact that you point out in, in your piece there that 
you know, he's never started a game, therefore he's never really had a game plan revolve around him going into a game. Yeah, I mean, that's really the point I would start with, is obviously the Heisman thing seems a little much. There's uh, been one Heisman winner in Syracuse history, that's Ernie Davis. So that's some pretty elite class that we're talking about. Of course, Syracuse fans would have liked another uh, Heisman winner, maybe in 87, but still, uh, you know, we maybe that's a conversation for a different day. But nonetheless, yeah, I mean, the Tommy DeVito uh, Heisman possibility, to me, it's more so just speaking about the hype that's around the program right now. This is the most hype season of Syracuse football Definitely, uh, within the last uh, you know uh, twenty years or so, it's exciting and for good reason. Syracuse fans should be excited after a ten and three campaign last year, first double digit winning uh, season since two thousand one. But that's the thing for me is whether good or bad. There was good and bad from Tommy DeVito. We could be uh, really objective about this, is because obviously people and uh, you know uh, the good thing I like about Inside the Lighthouse and being able to write these articles and then share them in all these different Facebook groups is I get to hear feedback, both positive and negative. Maybe not even on the writing, but the topic itself. So. And I love interacting with these guys. And, you know, when this article was shared, it's it's uh, really gone viral on all social media. It's been fantastic. Is that uh, people have been coming on saying, like, oh, what about the Western Michigan game? And to me, here's the thing. First off, that's week one of the season. Uh-huh. Secondly, Eric Dungey obviously played phenomenal in that game. He had more rushing yards and passing yards. He ran for 200 yards. That was a career best uh, during his time at Syracuse. And, you know, Syracuse kicked the crap out of Western Michigan, and then all of a sudden he said, all right, kid, Tommy DeVito, here's the keys to the car. Just don't crash it. You know, they had such a ginormous lead. This was an opportunity for Tommy to kind of get his feet wet. Right. And obviously uh, he did not uh, thrive in that game. The defense, I think, had some issues too. Um, but overall, there was low points such as that. Notre Dame obviously would be another low point. At Yankee Stadium, I was there live at that game. But I think there's a positive, and the biggest positive for me is that North Carolina game. If Tommy DeVito does not come in that game with just over five minutes remaining, he obviously went to uh, extra in overtime. But if he doesn't come in, the Syracuse season could be lost. That would have been uh, their third straight loss. It would have been four and three. The next game up was against NC State, who, by the way, was the top 25 team at the time, and they were going to play in a Saturday primetime game. Yep for the first time since 2010. And then likely, you know, if they lose three in a row, uh, I'd likely venture to guess that they weren't going to fix it against NC State. All of a sudden, this team's four and four, and all hell's breaking loose. This this would immediately look like the past couple of years of Syracuse football under Dino Babers, where things look pretty good, and then they collapsed. Uh, two years ago, we saw the awesome Clemson win, and then Syracuse lost five straight. The year before, yeah. obviously, four and eight. So four and eight, four and eight, and then you're four and four, and now the teams look at themselves like, oh, not again. So it's- that could have happened. But even with the good and the bad, the thing that I would point to is to say he's never started a college football game before, which also makes the Heisman talk crazy. But also on the other end, he's never had a full game plan. He has never gotten a, a ton of reps in practice, and that's the key because in college, the pros, whatever it is, when you're the backup, you don't get a lot of reps. There's only so many reps to go around. So good or bad, Tommy DeVito has done a lot of this winging it, so to speak. He's been thrown into the game. He did not start a game last year. Eric Dungey, for the first time in his career, started every game of the of last season, and Tommy DeVito did come in in spot duty on occasion. So I don't know if we have enough of a sample size to determine really what kind of player Tommy DeVito is, whether good or bad. I, I would agree. And also, one other thing to point out, too, is that uh, what Dino Babers did with Eric Dungey last year, you know, making – 
that's not really his style of quarterback, right? So Tommy DeVito is his guy. And what he did with yeah, Eric Dungy just, that's a good point. That's it a good just point. shows his coaching skills. And now he's got his guy that's going to be running the type of offense that he wants to run. And we just don't know what that looks like yet. I mean, it could be huge. It could be a disaster, but it, it let's be positive, be. right? Yeah. yeah, that's also true. Well. It could be that. That's that's the other thing, uh, just jumping in here, is that that's the key. Is Eric Dungy is leftovers, man. He was from the Doug Marone, Scott Schaefer <sighs> regime, and he was just kind of there. So right. Dino Babers slapped the leftovers in the microwave, and he, he set that puppy to popcorn, and Eric Dungy did pretty well on the fly. Tommy Dunge. DeVito is the hand-picked guy. He, is, he was selected specifically for this Dino Babers offense. And I think that's why there's so much hype. And despite never starting a college football game before, this is year number three for Tommy DeVito. So he's been learning the system over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's it's honestly, it's it's perfect. Uh, the way that I look at it is it's more of a culture thing. You know, uh, Eric Dungy, he did his thing. And now, like you said, handpicked uh, Tommy DeVito and – uh, up until last year, like you, like you said, uh, Eric, it was Eric Dungy or bust. We didn't have a backup. We mm-hmm. didn't have anything. And you saw the culture change because before it was if Eric Dungy's not in, I don't. I feel I felt like the team didn't didn't think they had a chance. So now last year, like you said, I mean it was what six nothing or three nothing at halftime against Florida State, and Tommy DeVito came in and we ended up kind of handling Florida State. And then like you said, if he doesn't come in for North Carolina, who knows what the rest of our season looks like? So. I think that by Eric Dungy leaving, the culture that he left behind and the experience that, that Tommy DeVito had, and, and on top of that, I think uh, Dino Babers' offense is is tailor-made to put up the stats for a Heisman candidate. So I think that's one of the reasons why we got the hype. But like what you said, Paul, like the hype that we're getting with ESPN, with all these other um, outlets, we've never had that before. You know, I used to watch game day and just hope that they would mention something positive, you know, about Syracuse. And now <laughs> right. we're, we're – we're thinking that it might be a possibility that game day's coming to the dome for Clemson week three and just the turnaround, like you said, is, is just amazing. And uh, I just can't wait for it, man. I'm really, really excited about this year. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and again, people should be. People should yeah. be excited. Yeah and, the, oh, yeah, and the hype around Syracuse football is real. Now, the Heisman talk, you know, it's just fun. It's national recognition. It just shows where the program's headed. So, um, and, and Paul, I know you're, you're strapped for time here. So, switching gears real quick, we put a poll out. Um, I know you saw it. It was the, um, you know, Bayheim's Army, okay? They need one more wingman, in my opinion, and to make this team uh, a force. And they're already, I think, going to be pretty good. They've been picked, as you noted, inside the Loud House. Uh, ESPN picked them to be one of the favorites, along with Overseas Elite. So um, I put the poll out, 427 votes, and CJ Fair, with over well over 200 votes, runs away with it at 54%. Um, Demetrius Nichols with 12%. Andrew White coming in second with 23 and Chris Joseph with 11 You talked to Kevin Belby, and you kind of have a, a little inside source there. What um, you, you put out something in Inside the Loud House, and you heard Andrew White's name in the rumor mill. Any news on this? Anything brewing uh, inside uh, Bayheim's Army adding the, their eighth player? Absolutely. I did speak to general manager for Bayheim's Army, Kevin Belby, and currently they've got a nice eight-man roster that features uh, one non-Syracuse alum. That's Jordan Crawford. Thank you to mm-hmm. Eric Devendorf 
for not only uh, his scoring on the basketball court, but his recruiting off of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's Eric Devendorf, uh, there's John Gillen, Chris McCullough uh, making his first appearance in a Bayheim's Army uniform on top of some of the classics like Arenze Onowaku, Hakeem Warwick, Brandon Trish, and also Daryl Mookie Watkins as well uh, in this group. So Kevin Belby likes the roster that is currently constructed, but he wants to add one more guy. He made that clear to me uh, in a conversation uh, over the last couple of weeks. And there's several players uh, that have come to the forefront. Obviously, we've heard the speculation about Mello. It seems like uh, for all those guys, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, it does seem at this point that <laughs> yeah. Carmelo will have uh, opportunities in the NBA. He had opportunities yeah. at the end of last year. He decided to not pursue those because ultimately for Carmelo, the thing that's driving him now is to win an NBA championship. He's done a lot of other things. He's one of the greatest scorers of this generation. So I think that's what his soul chases. So Melo aside, some of the players uh, they're considering is Andrew White is at the top of their uh, marksman's list right now. They want Andrew White. Andrew White obviously would love to be a part of uh, Bayheim's army himself. It's just about getting the pieces together. And, you know, part of that is, like, let's just go to another name. Uh, Michael Benege, he announced on Instagram that he was coming over to Bayheim's Army. Yes, I hear did. that story. I see people start covering it, and I start talking to people inside uh, on both sides of this, and that was premature. Uh, Kevin Belby says, uh, you know, that'd be great, but uh, it's far from over, so I'm not sure why he threw that out there. And then we come to learn uh, that, uh, you know, just announcing isn't enough. You have to go through an entire application process with the TBT tournament. And uh, Michael Benege never filed in the paperwork. Ugh. And uh, also on the other side, they didn't come to the verbal agreement yet uh, to bring him over. So the Benege thing uh, ended up falling through. Uh, so there's still one more guy they want. It's Andrew White. I know a lot of fans would love to see C.J. Fair. I would, too, personally. I love C.J. Fair. Uh, he's another guy that certainly uh, could be in the mix. Chris Joseph is a guy. Uh, certainly they've discussed, but Andrew White, uh, by, by far and away, uh, is the number one guy on their board, and not just for what he can bring, obviously, on the court, which is uh, you know a big piece of this, but uh, even still, his leadership, and he brought that, uh, even only being here at Syracuse for one year, he broke GMAC's single-season three-point record. That mm-hmm. would be a great addition uh, to this Bayheim's Army roster as they try to cut down the nest for the first time in their history. 40% from behind the arc with the orange. Not bad. Uh, pretty, pretty damn good. <laughs> so, um, He's a sharpshooter, man. Yeah. And when he missed, it wasn't by much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and quickly, last thing I got for you, Paul. Um, overseas elite, they can't be beat thus far. 25-0. and 0. Syracuse played them only one, twi- one time in 2017. They lost by four. They lost a couple guys uh, coming into this year, uh, but have never lost. And you talked to, uh, you, uh, you talk to Kevin Belby about that as well. And uh, how, do you beat, how do you beat overseas elite? You know, uh, he did reveal to me the game plan for beating <laughs> overseas elite, although they've never been defeated before. And uh, some of his response included, uh, first off, I think that's a good point, is that Bayon's Army has only played overseas elite once, and they were right in it to the end. They didn't get yep. blown out. They didn't get the doors blown off them. They lost by four. And, of course, uh, in this TBT tournament is the Elam ending. So the yeah, game right. ends with the shots. That's just uh, how the tournament works. They've adapted mm-hmm. to that. I've had, uh, uh, I've had uh, Matt, uh, excuse me, the Elam ending uh, creator on my show before. He's fantastic. It's a cool concept. And, obviously, Bayheim's Army is still gritting their teeth about that because they have only had one chance to dethrone uh, overseas elite, at least in one-on-one competition 
And really, uh, I would probably mirror a lot of what Kevin Belby told me is that this is a this is a single elimination tournament. It's very it's very much like uh, the March Madness. To beat overseas elite, you you basically have to throw the perfect game, and you have to be able to not make mistakes and shoot yourselves in the foot because that's where overseas elite. Uh, can get you because they're 25 and 0 over the last four years. I mean, yeah. we talk about the Golden State Warriors all the time, and this is a team that is very, very, very good. I, I can't say that enough. And there's two guys that they're missing uh, that is not on the team anymore. Kyle Fogg and Eric McCollum are guys that, when they played Syracuse in that loan opportunity, they combined for 29 points. They were the top two scorers on overseas elite, and uh, really they were key cogs during much of this run. They're no longer on the squad excuse me, uh, from that 2017 run. And on the same token, in fairness, uh, the Bayhams Army roster from 2017 is not really what it is this year. Uh, Eric Devendorf is the only guy who's been on every edition of Bayhams Army throughout this tournament. But what I love about this Bayhams Army roster that has been put together is uh, there's good, uh, you know, uh, th- there's three-point shooting on this team. There's depth. There's some there's some youth with some veterans, like obviously like a Chris McCullough and guys like Eric Devendorf uh, who have been there, done that. And I think that's going to help a young guy being in this Bayheim's Army tournament uh, for the very first time. But to beat overseas elite, basically, if we're going to boil it down simply, you have to play your A-plus game, and they have yeah. to play uh, less than that, a B <laughs> uh, for you to have a chance. And really, with how the TBT tournament is set up, if these two teams are going to square off, it's going to have to be for all the marbles that are on opposite sides of the bracket. Yep, yep. that's right. Uh, Tuesday, yep. August 6th in Chicago, if they do get to play this year, would be the, the championship game, and uh, that's the time and place, 9 o'clock. Yeah. So, all right, hey, um, dude, that was great. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, first of yes. many, I hope. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, go everybody go to InsideTheLoudHouse.com. Get, get your stuff there. You know, check, obviously go all over the place. But Inside the Loud House and Paul and all the guys over there and gals, it's, um, they put out some good stuff. It's short, quick, to the point, and f- packed full of information. So yeah, um, get all we, the news you we need. We love going so. there. We've gotten a lot of our recruiting information there. So site expert for Inside the Loud House, host of Drive Time Sports, Paul Boy Green Esden. Thank you very much, buddy. Thanks, guys. Can't wait to be back on again soon. All right, bud. Absolutely. You take care. Bye. So, Joe, we've been uh, lucky enough to have uh, some opportunities be almost put in our lap during two consecutive off-seasons. To have have a relationship with the guys from inside the Loud House and Paul and to have this this type of uh, collaboration, I mean, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, no, he's, we're, we're blessed he's to do all it. in. Yeah. Yeah. We're blessed to do it. And, you know, we are a little pressed for time today, so I kind of kept things moving. But, you know. Yeah. I can't wait to sit down. I, I, we could have some in depth conversations. So. Well, yeah. well, I think we'll we'll probably do. And with as far as getting prepped for football, and obviously we talked a lot already this episode about how big football is going to be, I think, uh, for the 2019 season. So. Yep. Um, I'd like to thank Paul and Inside the Loud House and Armchair All-Americans, obviously my bookie, Seek Geek, uh, James on guitar, all of you for listening. That is it for Joe. I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.